Everybody, it is a brand new, all new episode of um, <laughs> a video vampires. That's I, our the name of the podcast that we're on. <laughs> hello, I am so tired. <laughs> it's like ten thirty. Mickey's just downing coffee. I'm exhausted. Uh, this is Mickey and Jessica. Go for it, Jess. Oh, so yeah, I obviously so it's Beyond Fest. Um, right now in Los Angeles, which is a film festival, and it focuses a lot on horror. Um, it's been great. I've been going for years. I think probably ever since I've been in L.A., maybe like the one year after I got here. Um, and so I watched a lot of stuff at Beyond Fest. Um, we talked a little bit about the ticketing, but I was able to get a lot of what I wanted. I couldn't get Jojo Rabbit or I couldn't get Parasite, but I did get to see Parasite anyway. So I'm going to talk about the films that I saw. Um, so the first one I saw was opening night. It was Color Out of Space, which we touched on, uh, last episode. We talked a little bit about what it was, which is the H.P. Lovecraft, um, story. It stars Nicolas Cage and, um, fuck, she's in Event Horizon, Jolie Richardson. Um, yeah, which is exactly interesting because I, I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. Um, or I'm sure she's doing stuff. I just, it's like not stuff that I've noticed. So I was like kind of interested to see her. Uh, she used to be in Nip Tuck, which I, you, do you remember that show? No, but she was also in King Ralph. She was? She was the woman, the princess with the deep voice. Oh, weird. Uh, but anyway, she's, she's in this. And so she plays the mom and Nicolas Cage feels the dad and it's his family that lives, um, you know, in a remote area in Maine or Massachusetts, you know, the Northeast because that's typically what's written about, um, raising llamas. Yep. Um, but it's done by Richard Stanley, who's yeah. done Dust Devil, Hardware, um, the notably Island of Dr. Monroe, which I think Dr. We, Monroe that didn't get Monroe, filmed, yeah. yeah, that we talked about, I think, um, a few months back, because I had watched Hardware, I think, in July. I, like I, really, July I really want to see Colorado Space. It's been it, really, yeah. It was great. I mean, okay, so it... It's like at first for me it was a little cheesy, um, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sure how I'm going to like this. But through the entirety of the film, it's very much Richard Stanley. A lot of sunsets, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it is great. It reminds me. It's like so grotesque in some parts that it reminds me of the thing, like the the props, sure. you know, that were in there. Yeah. They're just like hideous, and and I loved it. Um, the colors are great. I think he had like a really good use of like. CGI and actual real effects, um, and and layered them in, so it, it's great. Um, I it made it annoyed me a little bit that people were all like, ah, Nicolas Cage and freaking out, and it's like, can't you put that aside and just watch the fucking movie? Nicolas like, Cage no, and he was great. He was great in it, and every he is great, but like that shouldn't be the. I don't know. It just annoys me because there's so much else to the movie. Sure, I um, mean, that's my favorite Lovecraft story, and like yeah. I'm interested. I've, that's the movie from Beyond Fest. One of the movies I wanted to see the most. Uh, it's been made into two other movies. Yeah, I can, well, it's been made into a few movies, but the two that I can think of are Die Monster Die with Boris Karloff and wow. The Curse. In a 1987 film. West Craven film. With, uh, no, <laughs> with Will Wheaton from uh, Stand By Me and Star Trek. So, mm, that's right. And I actually, I really like The Curse. It gets a bad rap, but it is the color out of space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, adapted. But it's pretty, I mean, 
it's hard As, to, yeah. There, there was a Q&A after, which is cool. Oh. A lot of these showings happen to have, like, Q&As with the directors and the cast. So this one was actually so fucking cute because there's a kid in it. And it's actually the same kid that's in um, the House on Haunting Hill TV show on Netflix. Um, Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House, yeah. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which kid? You know. The little one with the glasses, the little oh, twin. Oh, yeah, that kid's He cute. is so fucking cute. And actually, like, listen, kids and me aren't the best we don't mesh well, but, like, sometimes they're cute. And uh, he really was. They they asked him, like, he just lightened the whole mood. And, like, they asked him, they were like, how he was working with, you know, because he was part of the panel. I was working with Richard Stanley, and he was like, I think he's the best director in the world. And it was just so genuine. Yeah. And it was so fucking cute. And then they, they all talked about... I feel like the cast really enjoyed each other, and, and these are the good things, and we talked about that before about Q&As, but they said that Nicolas Cage had a song that he sang, and I guess this is, I've, um, you know, one of our listeners um, had mentioned that he's working on a film with Nicolas Cage right now called Pig, and he's like, he sang to me, and I was like, what, that's so weird, and then when I went to the Q&A, they were all like, yeah, he has a song, and it's like about like lights, camera, action, and they sang the song that Nicolas Cage had taught all of them, and it's so fucking weird and endearing, and the film is just so funny and grotesque and weird and dark. I I loved it. Tommy Chong's in it. Oh, cool. Um, and he plays a Tommy Chong type of character. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's it's great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also saw uh, Daniel Isn't Real, which is Adam Egypt Mortimer. I think it's his first film. His first film. That's a good name, though. Um, I really liked it. Uh, it was about, you know, like, you have this imaginary friend as a kid. Is, is this a real imaginary friend or is this something evil um, sort of thing? So it is, it is, it was being pandered as, like, Drop Dead Fred except evil. It was actually pretty fun. Um, Baby Arnold's in it. Patrick Schwarzenegger. He's in it, Arnold's son. Um, he's actually really good in it, but he plays someone that, like, he looks like. Like, he plays this, like imaginary friend that's like better at being you than you are <laughs> wow that is a great i've never heard anybody describe something like that and that was like really just i, I had to call you out on that that was as playing somebody that they look like like the type of person that they look like i like that i never <laughs> thought of that yeah like he he just he has he's beautiful he's like a beautiful man but he right. just plays this like dickhead character and you kind of just assume that that's who he is in real life exactly um so i it's really fun i felt like it Another one, I, I feel like movies go along and they over-explain themselves when you're like, no, you should have ended just 10 minutes ago, maybe yeah. 15 minutes ago. It wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have had to have this. Um, but to still, I really liked it. It was really fun. It was creepy. Um, I, I like, you know, the lines of like, no, this is just an imaginary friend. Um, or is this guy actually schizophrenic? He's going to a doctor. Or is this an evil entity? Right. Um, it, it was great. I, I did like it a lot. Um, and then I saw The Lodge, which is probably one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, Severin Fanal? Fanal? I don't, I can't, I'm so sorry. And, uh, Veronica Franz, um, who did Goodnight Mommy, they did The Lodge. The Lodge is fucking great. It is so creepy. Um, it's, uh, Riley Kehoe. I don't really know. It's the kid from It. I don't know his. He's name. also in. Uh, yeah, I. I don't. I mean, he's fine in it, but I really liked him in uh, Midnight Special. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. Okay. Um. So it's about you know this uh, this family. The parents are separated. A tragedy happens. The dad wants to get uh, his kids 
re-familiar with his, this person that he's dating, so for Christmas they go to this lodge, and, you know, it's it's you, stuff happens from uh, there. Yeah, I have a feeling that it doesn't end well. They don't just sit around, like, no, playing board games. It's it's really good. I It ended exactly how I wanted it to. You know when you're just like, you don't feel like it did too much, you feel like it ended just like, you're like, yes, this is, I want to feel this. That's like, how I felt with Good Night, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You did? I didn't see it, actually. Uh, that movie's, it's not at all how the trailers portray it. It's, mm-hmm. I, I remember my fiance and I saw it when it came out, and I loved it, and she did not. And we, <laughs> but, like, and we got to an argument about it on the way home, because she uh-huh. thought it was, like, she got so angry about how much she didn't like it, whereas I was like, I thought it was fucking great. Like, I was just so, it's, it's more disturbing than, than scary, but, um, I, I that's one of the reasons why I want to see Interesting. the Interesting. It is very disturbing. It's not like go scary it's just like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. um i i loved it i really loved everything about it it's it's creepy and um you it's definitely like a psychological like horror movie it's yeah. it's really good um and then i saw come to daddy uh, which is Ant Timpson, so it's his first movie that he directed, but he's produced a lot of films that people have seen, like The ABCs of Death, uh, Death Gasm, and The Greasy Strangler. Um, it has a really great sense of humor. It's definitely like a black comedy. Um, stars Elijah Wood. Who I really like. Um, yeah, I do too. I think Elijah Wood is cool. He's in. He's been in some things throughout his career that have been great. Yeah, or the fun. Good Son. Yeah. <laughs> that movie still haunts me. Uh, Max Feature Two. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really love Elijah Wood, and I love how he's like you know it's it's he's like of, a horror nerd. That's what I was gonna say. It's like in the past few years, he's really embr- you know he's always been a horror nerd, but he's been more very like vocal about it. And yeah, it's really cool because it's like. He's got, I mean, Spectre Vision, which is... Oh, yeah, and they did um, Color Out of Space and a lot of other movies. Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Spectre Vision produce Mandy? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, it's really funny. It's like surprisingly funny. Um, it's about, you know, this man gets a written letter from his dad that has been estranged from him, you know, since he was a child and he goes to this remote cabin, um, in the middle of nowhere to try to reconnect. And it's, (laughs) that's the synopsis. It's so, it's so funny and dark and it's just like at the end of it, you're like laughing, but you're like, wow, man, this is really fucked up. <laughs> I want to see that um, one too. It was super fun. The Q and A again is so funny. I think um, Ann Timpson has like a great sense of humor. Um, it's it's really likable. Um, and then I saw um, the girl on the third floor, which is <laughs> Travis Stevens um, starring CM Punk. CM Punk, and he's another I think producer uh, who turned into a director. But um, yeah, it was okay. It's weird because I like the idea of this house. It's about you know. It's like your typical story. Like, people are broke. They're looking for a way out. They buy this house. It's so cheap. And then, you know, the guy, um, the wife is pregnant, and the guy's like, oh, well, I'll go to the house and fix it up so we don't have to hire someone. Mm. Um, but the house was like a former whorehouse, and I don't know. something. Tight, tight. Yeah, something with kids, but it was, like, very man-hating, which is like, yeah, sure, I'm all for man-hating, but I feel like... Me too. There has to be an appropriate villain, and then he had too many villains. Like, who who are you trying to make the actual villain here in this movie? Um, also, CM Punk is not a good actor. I'm sorry. Mm. CM Punk, take some acting lessons. I heard that you won't, which is weird, because you should. 
Um, because he's not good. Everything is over-exaggerated. All of his lines feel like wrestling storylines. Like, every line that comes out of his mouth is like, yeah, well, I don't care. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, doing, you're, you're doing a bad job of not selling me on this movie. That was I what, know. I, I, I don't want to say don't see it because it's... I wanted... now. The I house mean, is really cool. It, it's like... It, since it was a whorehouse, like all of the things that it does are, it's like breathing and moaning and, and it I like, like and like it looks like cum that comes out of like the sockets. I like that <laughs> and too. it is, it's cool. It's visually really, it's cool. It is. Um, it's just, it's just maybe I would have waited to see it at home instead of the theater. See that one too. Um, and then I saw Joker. So yeah. I saw a lot of that's the new movie I saw Todd Phillips, um, which has a weird movie background. So he did... Okay, so it's funny because I actually have it on VHS and I have very little VHS. Yes, that's right. I know exactly what you're talking um, about. But he did the Gigi Allen documentary who's, you know, everyone's, like, favorite scum fuck anti-hero. One of, my, uh, one of my friends who will be at the wedding that you'll meet, at my wedding, um, when we were in high school, we used that as a litmus test. Uh-huh. Like, if somebody was starting to hang out with <laughs> friends, we'd show them hated the Gigi Allen yeah. documentary. And if they were into it or if they could get through it, we're like, okay, maybe this person's worth hanging out with. But yeah. But if they, like, were, like, grossed out or they They're just like, upstairs. you're not cool, you're not punk. Yeah, you're like, I mean, what they, and funny thing is, my friend who, who owned the video was, like, the least punk rock person in the world. Uh-huh. But he just, I mean, he, for him, he loved the... The, the shit and the piss. And whereas I'm like, I'm digging on Gigi Allen's music, you know? So, like, it was a perfect marriage between two friends who were like, ah, oh, you like this part, I like this part. Together, we have this movie <laughs> that we can show people that, like, will freak them out. And so, I, I yes, I it always boggles my brain that he was the guy who directed that and then he went on to do. Yeah. Um, old School mm-hmm. and Road Trip, which mm-hmm. is another weird movie. And The Hangover movies. All the frat... Oh, what is it? The frat... Yeah. Oh, okay. So, it's funny because I wish Matt was here only for this part, but <laughs> he, um, he told me that he did a frat documentary after... Either before or after the Gigi Allen documentary that was like he couldn't play because he was being sued over by these frats because he had joined, I guess, the frat in order to make this um, documentary. It's really weird. He was telling me all about it, and um, it's very little people have seen it. And I, I can't remember what it's called. I have to look it up, and we'll post it later. But, yeah, I, it's really interesting because you think about his whole background, and then you're like, can you really pull off this movie? Um, but now that I see the movie, I, I think he really can. Well, he did, because I saw it, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, but it it pulls those elements, and Joaquin Phoenix is a master actor. He really is. Like, have you ever seen The Master? Of course. He's brilliant, and he, he, he is. is. And him and Philip Seymour Hoffman, like, playing against each other is just, like, a it's a brilliant movie. It it's it's is. It's great acting. Um, this, I feel like it's the same. I feel like... You just believe him as this insane character, and some of it, I was like, it does reminisce a little bit about um, just like his his body sure. um, acting. You know, he's he his movement, yeah. um, and he embraces the character. It's like really bright in some places too, which I also really liked. Yeah. Like it's gritty. It, it looks like you know gritty seventies New York, but obviously it's Gotham City. Um, but it's also really bright, and it's and that weirdly is like. Off-putting, like yeah. in a way that you like feel constantly uncomfortable. Sure. Um, and it's dark in some places, and I I just really loved it. I'm I I, I thought everyone was great in it. I thought Joaquin Phoenix is great in it. I know you heard some things, but uh, no, I mean I, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm pl- I'm probably gonna see it tomorrow night, or you know I will see it by the time we hit our next episode. But um, I I mean I I the unanimous thing I've heard is that 
Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant. Some people are yeah. like, oh, you know what? It's it, it's not as like revolutionary as far as like doing a comic book film that feels nothing like a comic book film. Like some people say that it, it fails in that regard, and some people say it I doesn't. feel like it does. Yeah, I feel like like his costume is very reminiscent of yeah. like older comic books and sure. and even the TV show. You know, it's it's very sitcommy a little bit, but. It totally works. Yeah, no, what people are saying is that, like, you know, when you watch the trailer, it looks like they're making something that's not... It's the only thing that has anything to do with comic books is that it's about the Joker. Yeah. It's about Joker. But some people said that it, it kind of... Like I said, some people say it hits the mark completely. Some people said it, it just misses it. But they all say that Joaquin Phoenix is so amazing that, yeah. like, if you're going to... You know, that should be the reason why you go see the movie is to see how amazing he is in it. Yeah. So, and I'm excited. And, you know, it's funny because a rumor... I don't know if this is true or not, but I remember there was a rumor years ago when they were talking, like two years ago when they were talking about making this movie, that Todd Phillips was going to direct it and Scorsese was going to produce it. And I was like, that's interesting, but... That would be very interesting. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, so... Uh, but yeah, um, I saw very little, but... Um, I know, uh, but you watched you watched some things. I watched this, actually, uh, this film called Lose. Mm. Um, mm. Did you see it? I heard it? that's great. No. I loved it. Okay, first it's 70 minutes, which is, like, a perfect time um, for a movie. Sure. I don't know. For my attention span, uh, I thought it was really good. It's in German and Spanish. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Tillman Singer who directed it. Uh, it's weird because it's not super highly rated, um, but I think, it, I think it's fucking great. There's this great bar scene um, and the dialogue between, like, this, this woman um, and this, like, I don't know if he's a therapist or, like, a sure. prosecutor, but they're trying to get this story out of this cab driver who seems to be possessed. It is, it's great. It's very creepy. It's low budget, but it looks great. I love everything about it. Yeah, I heard um, great things about that. And then I watched a bunch of Russian movies, which we'll touch on because our country today right. is Russia, or, so, or you know, the former Soviet. Yeah, um, but what did you watch? Because you watched uh, I did, I did. I, some I, stuff. Well, I, I mean, so I, the, one of the reasons why I missed Beyond Fest is I was away for about a week and a half uh, in, on the East Coast at a wedding, um, and, uh, you know, and, and to see some friends and everything. I got to see Nick Cave, which was fantastic. Ooh, yeah. But um, uh, I saw a few things. So, you know, one of the older films I saw, which I don't want to go into too much depth because I do want to do an episode on at some point. It's called Shockwaves. A lot of people know what it is. It's a 70s Nazi zombie horror film. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. It's legitimately creepy, which I feel like is such a hard thing to pull off with zombie movies in general to, like, be creepy because they're so fucking... Yeah. You know, whatever. I I could get into that. But uh, I did watch was... um, I I watched the new Creep Show on Shudder. Cool. uh, Greg Nicotero is Mm -hmm. the showrunner on it. Greg Nicotero, the first film set he was ever on was the original Creep Show. He was a friend of, well, you know, he was, uh, I think his uncle was in the movie The Crazies, and through that he, he developed a relationship with George Romero. They became very close. Greg Nicotero went to the Creep Show set, met Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. Eventually this would lead to him working on Day of the Dead, and then him starting KMB, which was like the premier makeup effects team. Um, and um, and uh, Nicotero, he ended up, um, you know, they've worked with everybody. I mean, yeah. You've, if you've, if you're a horror fan, you've seen a million films that Greg Nicotero and his, and, and his friends uh, have have, have know, worked on. Have yeah. worked on, and um, he ended up now he's a producer on The Walking Dead, and then finally now he's doing Creep Show, 
on Shutter. He's like the showrunner, and um, which is great. You know, it's great to see him come full you know, circle. Full circle. You yeah. know, from the first set he visited, and he's working with the people that you know, the, the new Creep Show has uh, a lot of references and a lot of like um, uh, callbacks, both on you know on camera and behind the scenes. To the original creep show, like Savini's doing an episode, directing an episode. Um, uh, John Harrison, who did the music for Creep Show, is actually directing an episode, which is going to be cool. Um, it, it, Joe Hill, who plays, you know, Stephen King's son, yeah. who plays the little boy in the original Creep Show, whose father like steal, you know, is pissed off at him for reading the the comic book. He is uh, his one of his short stories is being at least one of his short stories is being turned into an episode. So the way Creep Show works is. There's only two episodes so far, but there's two stories apiece. Um, first episode was uh, an adaptation of the, the Stephen King story, Grey Matter, with a fucking awesome cast. It was like Tobin Bell, I believe mm-hmm. Giancarlo Esposito, and Adrian Barbeau. It's a very, cont- yeah. it's a very contained short uh, film that like takes place in maybe two locations, if that, and it was fucking creepy. Uh, the second story was this, I can't remember, I, the... The House with the Head was the name of the story, and it's about this little girl who has this dollhouse, and then, you know, at one point, just mysteriously, um, you know, like, she's like, this dollhouse with this family, and she's telling her parents about all the different stories about the family, and then one day she knows there's, like, a severed head inside the dollhouse, and then, of course, it just becomes, it, it, it fucking terrifying shit happens in this dollhouse, uh-huh. and it was legit creepy. Like, I was actually more freaked out watching this episode than I've been freaked out of watching a lot of things. Uh, the first creep show. The only complaints I would have is that, and and I I think there's a reason behind this, but it doesn't have the EC Comics feel that the original movie did. The original movie Creep Show, George Romero and Stephen King were like, hey, you know what was awesome is was EC Comics as a kid. This is before we made, you know, this was after the Tales of the Crypt comic book, but before the TV show. So the movie was, but you know, when it came out in '82, that was. What we know as Tales from the Crypt, the show. Yeah. You know? It was the same, it went for the same feel, the same vibe, the same color palette, you know, all that. In this one, it, they don't really, and I think a lot of it's because Tales from the Crypt is what has already happened and it's already been, you know, Tales from the Crypt was actually pulling from the original Tales from the Crypt comics and all the other yeah. comics that you really can't, if you redo okay. that again, people are going to say, oh, you're just doing Tales from the Crypt, you know? So it doesn't have, it, you know, the first episode didn't have that feel. The second episode, on the other hand, totally brings it all back. Uh, first episode I saw it was directed by Rob Schrab, and it was an episode with werewolves in World War II, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, "This is great!" And then the second episode uh, was was based on a short story by David Scow, and it started. And I, I couldn't believe that I was like really I was this impressed with this person. It started fucking DJ Qualls. What? Yeah, and it was what? awesome. I was like so like holy shit, like this episode is funny. That's and weird. It's kind of, it's weird, it's bizarre, and cool. he's great. Yeah, and cuz it's really just him interacting with it like talking to the camera and like kind of narrating the story as it's happening, and it's really entertaining. I I'm so fucking excited for a creep show. That, yeah. Like, the, the, the more episodes. I mean, and and this the World War 2 episode with the werewolves. I was like, man, that German, that that Nazi officer is like he looks really familiar, but he's only speaking in really crappy English or German, and it's fucking Jeffrey Combs. And I was like, oh, oh damn. Really? I was like, like oh, when I, when, I, when I had that eureka moment, I was like, That's great. God, that guy can do anything. Uh, and then I also, before I went on this trip, I went to Universal Studios yeah, every so year. Yeah, like, oh. They have a haunted, ha- they do, they turn the park into licensed haunted houses. This year, um, one of the, the draws for me was both Ghostbusters and Killer mm-hmm. Clowns Matter Space, both which were awesome. 
one of the best houses for those of you in the Los Angeles or Orlando area was surprisingly um, the movie Us. Had a great I really, house. I think that would be really cool and mm. creepy. It was. It was. I just, I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to tackle the socio-political uh, yeah. po- um, like, aspects of that, you know, that story. And um, they don't. It was just great. It's really just... They <laughs> they're like, like complete, you know what? We're just going to make it pure no fun com- No and social scary. commentary. Yeah. All, like, just jumping out, scaring you. It was a lot of fun. Um, I go every year. Um, I was very reluctant this year, but I'm glad I went because, again, Ghostbusters, um, Creep Show, which was its own house, which was great because they referenced the first three or four rooms of the house were all referenced to the original movie. That's cool. And then they were kind of... They, and, and they segued into the some of the newer episodes, which you're like, well, if I haven't fucking seen this... Nobody had seen it yet, so it's like, well, I don't know what's going on, but it was great, mm-hmm. and the house is awesome. Um, definitely go check out check it out before the Halloween season's over. I think they go to November first in both Los Angeles and Orlando. Um, that was all I have. Let's go yeah. into uh, we are just doing Mother our- Russia. Yeah, Mother Russia. Uh, yeah. So okay, so Russian horror is really interesting because there's not a lot of it. Right. Um, before in, you know, before the 90s in, in Soviet Union, um, there was, like, no horror movies. Sure. There's very little. And trying to find them is very hard. I To do this, like, I, um, there's an Instagram, which is the Soviet movies inter- Instagram, which is awesome. And, yeah. you know, he suggested the movie with, that we watched. But, so, I, I was tracking blogs. Like, there's, luckily, um, these social media things for for film lovers, like Letterboxd and, and movie sure. even, you can make your own list. So, luckily, I found a few lists of horror movies from Russia, mm-hmm. um, mostly in the 80s, more in the 90s, uh, after, after the fall of the Soviet Union, when it mm-hmm. became Russia. There's a lot more trickling in in the 90s and then 2000s which you see the rise of, of Russian horror sure. like in like Day Watch and Night Watch and then you get oh, Dead yeah. Daughters you know the early 2000s um, so I, w- I tried to find some films that were before that in the in the Soviet um, which is it's a little hard so I watched um, a movie called Mr. Designer um, which is 1987 uh, by Oleg Temsov Temsov oh. uh, so this is a like a mix between like Frankenstein's monster and mannequin. Um, it's about this like early nineteen hundreds um, wax mannequin artist that is just trying to perfect his his monster, and he wants sure. the whole goal is for him to become a god basically, and so he kind of goes insane and like takes a lot of morphine. Um, but before that, he he was commissioned to um, make a model. Um, for this jewel designer. Um, and so on his, like, travels to make this model, he meets this, like, girl dying of tuberculosis. Um, and he makes this mannequin model of her that's so perfect that it ends up being. Um, so that's, that's that movie. It's actually really cool. It's really interesting looking. The costume design is great. Um, it's, it takes place through, like, early, I think 1908 to 1918, um, it's, Who is the lead in Mannequin? You shouldn't have said that because now I'm like now my brain. The is, guy or the girl? The girl. Fuck! The, it's the not mannequin. Kim Control. It is Kim Control. It is okay. Okay, okay thank Kim you. Control. Um, not in this movie. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got that. Part. I just you um, lost me for a second. It's actually really cool, yeah. and and I found it. I think it's like SovietMoviesOnline.com, um, which is like this cool little thing. I was able to find all the movies that I watched. Um, another one is Ten Little Indians. Um, which is based on the Agatha Christie novel, yeah. or there was, there, 
there was one. Well, what the fuck? They renamed it because obviously was, it's. And then there, and then there was, was one, one, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because it's derogatory. Uh, so this one um, was definitely just like a straight adaptation of her novel i guess this is the only um there's a lot of movies that were made in this in the vein of this uh novel this one i guess is like they don't cut anything out it's directly from the novel um it's it's really interesting um it's more like a realist mystery type of of film in russia and Mm. and i feel like that's like a lot of their films um it's by stanislav gorov i'm so sorry Goro, you nin, meh. Yeah, so that's the yeah something really Russian. Um, It's actually really good. It's really fun. I also found it on that website. Um, cool to watch. And then I watched (laughs) Daddy Father Frost has died or Daddy Santa Claus has died, um, which was in 1991, uh, which was Evgeny Ufit. Um, and this came out, I guess, right as the fall of the Soviet Union was happening in December 1991. Um, it's very much like an art house horror film. Um, it's shot in black and white, and you just have these, like, images. It's about this, like, mouse scientist, um, and his travels, and in the end, he, you know, he finds the void, and that life is meaningless. Um, it's, it's really strange. It's really cool. Um, I think it's only 70 minutes, uh, so it's definitely worth a watch. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, I, I when you think about, for me, when you think about Russian film, and I think about, like, Tar- Tar- Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky, yeah, yeah. Tarkovsky, um, who did Soccer and Solaris and yeah. Nostalgia, um, who has, like, very, like, these weird, dark, um, dreamlike... You know, it's, 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 you know, I was going to comment on that because... Um, you know, you you clearly have a leg up on me as far as Russian um, horror. Um, I've seen Tarkovsky. I've seen you know yeah. soccer, but um, I'm you know I'm a big fan of Russian literature, and like I mean I'm one of those douchebags that like will op- openly admit that my favorite book of all time is Crime and Punishment. Uh-huh. But one of the things I've always noticed, I mean, because I read a lot of um, Dostoevsky and even Nabokov, who was like you know later on Russian literature, you know, uh-huh. and everything, but, like, even Gogol and everything like that. Yeah. Which we'll get into in a sec, but, like, one of the things I noticed is that, like, the thing about, you know, they, especially in, in Crime and Punishment, there's a lot of um, surreal dream sequences, yeah. you know? And I was, like, trying to figure out, I mean, like, one, it's fucking cold, you know, in Russia. Yeah. Um, so you gotta be fucking hard, you know? To yeah. Fucking, Russians gotta, are fucking, they're fucking you ever hard. seen those Russian driving videos? I know you have. They're hard, <laughs> they're cold, you know? Like, they're, 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 they're kind of like, you know, you're, you're fucking struggling, man. And, like, um, there's a lot of religious aspects in um, the Russian lit that I read. You know, a lot of uh, Catholicism and Christianity. Yeah. The other thing that I, that I think kind of plays into, like, where these surreal dreams come from is those motherfuckers drank nothing but vodka. All so the time. You're, you're getting, all day, every you're day. You're vodka drunk all the time, and you're having these weird fucking dreams. But, I mean, like, there's a lot of, I mean, um, Crime and Punishment has two really distinct dream sequences in it where, like, he's having this, like, nightmare about, you know, the, these people beating a horse, and, you know, obviously the mm-hmm. horse is a metaphor. And then there's another, later on down the story, a character has this hallucination about, you know, he's a, he's a really scummy character. He's not the main character. He's, like, this real scumbag character. Who um, is just—he's just a terrible dude, and he kind of has this like awakening when he like rescues this young girl from like the, the cold and the rain and everything, and she turns, and then like as he's like interacting with her, she's changing into this like little harlot, like mm-hmm. literally, like she's like her, and it's this really creepy, you know, dream sequence, and I I think that's something that um that kind of carries over into 
Russian yeah. film, you know, especially Tarkovsky. Like, his movies are very dreamlike, very surreal, and I think that surrealism, while it doesn't well, get... Yeah, I think the thing about Tarkovsky is that it wasn't well-received uh, in Russia, um, which is interesting because he's one of, you know, he's notably sure. one of the best directors of the 20th century. Um, it, it, I rewatched Soccer too, which is like, it's so, it's such like a beautiful piece of art. But it's a tough watch because it, you gotta, it's, oh yeah, but it's like, it's gorgeous looking yeah. and it's, it's like meaningful at the end. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it has purpose and, yeah. uh. And I, it, it is, I, I love it. I mean, um, you also have, like, a lot of great directors, um, which is interesting because there's more, um, I was going to mention Alexi German. Uh, so I've only seen Hard to Be a God, uh, which came out actually right before he died, either right before or right after, which is a weird, very hard movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's funny because it played at Cine Family, um, and then I missed it, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't see it in the theaters because it is a, it's a hard watch, at least for me. But it's about these, like... Okay, I think the synopsis is the scientists uh, land on this um, planet that's sort of like Earth, but and they have people, but the people are, like, trapped in this, like disgusting renaissance type of um like medieval culture and they kill anyone that even shows any smarts to them so they can't progress so they're just like it's like disgusting like people are pooping out 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 of windows like it's so fucking weird and grotesque but basically it's about like them this these uh beings you know from earth that are you know i guess supposed to be smarter (laughs) um come and they they observe these people and and stuff and uh and try to i think stop them from pooping not stop them but like yeah so anyway it's it's about that but it's it's so rough in the beginning like the whole beginning i was like i don't know if i can get through this but it is such an interesting film and it is shot magnificently um his first film um because he's been a a filmmaker you know for a really long time was banned for 15 years um so a lot of these it's interesting because they're not well received and they're banned but they're like incredible pieces of art um so you think about just like what comes out of oppression (laughs) um there's uh alexander sokarov um who did faust um andre oh my god i can't i'm so sorry again to anyone listening Listening for the butchering of these names, but Zivogzinev, how do you even say that? Who did Leviathan yep. and Loveless? Um, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another winner. I think he won Golden Lion. Um, speaking of Golden Lion, because Joker won Venice, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, which is great for the person who did the Gigi Allen documentary to also win the Golden Lion. Uh, who did? Who did old, old school? school. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of perfect. It's just. It's, it really is. Um. Yeah, so that, and then, so, again, really not a lot of Russian horror films. I mean, you have really cool ones in the 2000s, and even now, you know, like, Day Watch yeah. and Night Watch, and a lot more is coming out. It doesn't have a rich history like like Paris or, or Germany or right. Italy or anything else that we've um, we've come across. So it's interesting. Uh, we, we watched um, V. And it was it was actually the first Soviet horror film. That's right. Um, in 1967, so it took them a long time to to kind of connect in into the horror genre. Based on the story by uh, Nikolai Gogol. Yeah, um, who also Mara Bava right. did um, Black Sunday. Based. You know, on. it's funny because I, I was going to comment on that too because I, I read that too. You know, and I've, I've heard that Mario Bava was inspired by V when he made Black yeah. Sunday. Yeah, but. 
there's it, it to me, and I, I th- and we'll we'll kind of dive into this when we you know in a second. But like I feel like this the story ends. The, well, the Black Sunday came out before the, this movie yeah. did, but um, the story itself has a lot more things that you want to pull from as mm-hmm. opposed. To, I feel as opposed to just straight up adapting it, which is what we watch. Whereas like Baba, like he takes some of the best stuff from Veep, but then he tells his own story. He surrounds it with his own story. But like um, anyway, V is a. Uh, the story, the original story, is these uh, three students go traveling in the Russian woods, um, and they come across this old crone who ends up taking one of them. I mean, actually, the movie was a pretty is a pretty faithful adaptation. Yeah, but she uh, she takes one of them on uh, literally on a horseback ride, and she climbs on his back and forces him to yeah. gallop across, you know, you know, plains and all this stuff, and, and just like so far. And then um, when he finally is able to recover, he he attacks her. And he, and he kills her, or he beats her, doesn't kill her, and she turns into a beautiful young girl, like a, when I see people, like a teenage girl. Yeah. And then he goes back to the, the you know, the church he works at, you know, and his his teacher is basically like, hey, this rich guy in the, in the country, um, he wants you to go pay, you know, his daughter is dying. She specifically asked for you, we don't know how, to come and pay her, like, pay, you know, pray for her for three days as she's dying. Um, and give her soul, you mm-hmm. know, respite or whatever. And he goes there and he finds out it's the girl that he saw. Beat. He beat, yeah. And who's a witch. And of, it's the, the story is about his three days uh, trying to, you know, pray the evil out of her. Yeah. Or I guess what you, I don't know what you want to, how you want to put it. But he's, he's, he's basically stuck in a church for three days trying to, you know, spending every night giving prayer while she's lying there dead, and, um, of course, she's not really dead. She is, because she is a witch. Witch, yeah. Um, and what I was going to say is, Baba, there's some great moments in the book where, you know, in the story where the the main character thinks that he's, he, you know, the first night he's there, he keeps thinking, like, is she getting out of her coffin? You know, he keeps the imagining her getting yeah. out of the coffin. Baba takes that little part of it and puts it in Black Sunday, and it's fucking great in Black Sunday. Yeah. In Black Sunday, it's legit fucking scary. Whereas when we watched this movie, I went, oh, that's cool. Like, one second, and the next second, I was like, oh, that's so not cool. But let's go ahead. I lo- I loved it. Okay, but I didn't read, I didn't, I've never read the story, the original story, so I don't know. You know, because I get it. In, in in some cases, it's very hokey. So here's the thing. it was It's 1967, but some of the um, effects and the set design feel a little bit earlier than that. Um, they're kind of more old school, but I thought that was really endearing for the movie. So I loved it. I love the set design. I love when she's riding him on horseback and it's clearly, cool. it's so, it looks so fun. Um, and then the, uh, the, the flying, um, coffin I loved. Even the ending with the hands. I thought that's so cool. Absolutely. Um, it's. I mean, the main character is unlikable. You hated him the I, entire I, time. I, I, here's things: I did not like this. I don't movie. think he's supposed to be liked. And really, you didn't it, like it. This is one of the few movies we've ever watched. Probably the only one where I like. No, Poltergeist Two. I liked it better than Poltergeist Two, but um, I really didn't like it. Um, there are moments in this movie that I think are so fucking awesome that like it made me mad that the other parts <laughs> weren't. Like um, one. Uh, the dubbing is fantastic, actually. We watched it. Oh, it's, it's so it, weird. It's, Hollywood dubbing is very it is. weird. It's so fantastic. And, and what's great about these movies, um, whenever you're translating a movie from you know another language to English, uh, some phrases, some things don't work out. Like, for example, uh, when when um, the main character goes to meet the, the dead girl's uh, father, the first thing the father asks him is, what's your, what is your quality? And I was like, 
fuck. I want to start asking people that <laughs> from moving forward. Uh, so I legit love the dubbing. I think it's ridiculous. Um, again, it reminded me of Crime and Punishment mm-hmm. or any of the Russian literature. I read Lots of were, vodka. Yeah, where they, they would just like order pictures of vodka, and I was like, fuck, you got to be rough to fucking... <laughs> if that's all you're chugging... I mean, like, that, like I was saying to you, too, it's like... That's the uh, Russian version of like being of, of Americans drinking beer, but yeah. it's just that we have such um, we have such kind of you know I, you know I, I I have many fond memories of like chugging down vodka with an old uh, coworker of me and Jess's that uh, uh, and then meet him getting super drunk and chasing raccoons in the attic, <laughs> Legit, like that was probably creepier than than V was. Um, I uh, I thought it was just my problem was that there was there was one the, the main character is like. He is the only Chad I've ever seen who's a seminary student. <laughs> like, he's such a douche. Like, from the get-go. I think he's supposed to be. Is he supposed to be in the book? Um, I mean, it could be. I mean, he's kind of douchey if he kills this old woman, well, even though she rid him like she a horse. She rid him like a horse because she's a witch. Is that, that? I think more of, like, before not, they even. Thou shalt not kill. Before they even go into that, like, before that even happens, like, when they show up to her, her uh, hut or whatever, um, and they're just dicks. They're like, hey, let us in. Yeah. Um. We're hungry, and uh, and then he's like, you know, he's just talking. He's like, she's like, I don't have any food. And he's like talking shit about her, and it's like, I don't remember if that's in the story or not. Yeah. But he's a total douche, and and then the whole time his his teacher's like, hey, we want you to go. We're, you got to go out there. He's like, I don't want to do it. He's like such a fucking pussy. And yeah. Like, but he's such a douche, and his fucking hair is douchey. Fucking, <laughs> they all fucking, have the his same. His fucking hair. face is douchey. Like he just and, and whoever they got to dub him. Was douchey. It's yeah. like he's he's really un- I mean he there's nothing likable about this guy. Um, but um, I do love. Um, there's parts of this movie that I think are fucking awesome. Like yeah. when he's trapped in the church with her and she comes out the first time. So there's this whole sequence where she's like he's he's drawn a circle around himself to protect himself and she's trying to get by and the mime like her her body her movements were fucking awesome. Like, yeah. The way her, her like trying to like get past this invisible barrier was really, like, I was just watching. I was like, man, that's some pretty fancy moves, you know, where it mm-hmm. looks, like I said, it's, it's mime work, but it's so good. And um, there was that, and then the flying coffins, which we were both just like, that's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and there's a great sequence at the end of the movie where, like, kind of all hell breaks loose. Visually up until the... Um, v. Yeah, until the money shot. Everything was fucking awesome. I was like, I was like <laughs> I oh know. my god, this is so creepy. Like, the hands it's, coming out. It's awesome. The and bodies. then you're like, what? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and here's the thing is that, like, this, I've seen a lot of movies that have clearly pulled from either the story or this movie. Like, there's a great movie, because uh, I don't want to give away too, I want people to watch these movies. You yeah. Know, that we've, that we're talking about. So, um, if, if you've ever seen, you know, watch V, and then if you've ever seen a movie, it was a 70s horror film called The Sentinel. Yeah. With Burgess Meredith. There is a great sequence at the end of the movie that is very reminiscent of the, like kind of the all hell breaking loose, the surreal like the gates of hell have opened yeah. up and all these the denizens denizens of, of of hell have call come out. Very similar to V. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I wonder how much of that was influence. Influence, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, because there's something about it, like, man, this is almost too visually um, reminiscent. You yeah, know? in a good way. You know, I, I, that's not a bad thing. There are things in this movie that are fucking awesome. It's just too. It's too comedic for me. Really, I see. I think that makes it so much more endearing for me. Like, I love the music, and a lot of it is that silly's like 
early, early filmmaking, like, boop-a-doop-a-doop, boop-boop, like, I'm in the wagon going to the witch's house. Your music is telling you exactly what's happening in the scene. Yeah. It's like... I like it. Going on a trip, and it's But I like old movies like that. I feel like, especially in in America's, you know, 1950s and and 60s, and it's a lot like that. And I don't know, it's it's really strange. I thought it made it more endearing. Um, Sure. I did really like and, it. And there's a lot, and, and the thing about V2, the movie, is that there's a lot of moments that are, like, again, go back to, you know, it's not surprising because it's based on Russian literature, but, you know, the whole old Russian lit, which was, like, very um, influenced by um, religion, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, zoom-ins and a lot of shots of, like, the different, like, artwork and the different yeah, on the... which were really creepy. Right, like, there's a portrait of, I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be God or not, but it's yeah. glaring, and they just keep zooming in on that, and it's a really cool, like, that's really creepy. And and that's my problem with this movie, is that there's moments where they have such a really good, rich atmosphere, yeah. and then it gets spoiled by, we're going on trip music. I like I, I like it like the I love the church you know no, the the architecture and then beautiful. in in the ceiling that shot of yeah. like God's face on the ceiling is just so great and like so creepy um, I I know it makes it silly it does sometimes it takes you out of it because you you're like I want to be creeped out I feel like it's creepy but I just I really love the old feel I just think it it made everything like it's just like I said it, for me it's tough because. Um, Especially because, I mean, even though it's not... I mean, I don't know what Bob is talking about when he's like, yeah, I basically was adapting V. And it's like, no, you weren't. You were taking... Yeah. You, were rip, you were stealing the best parts of the story and making... But Black Sunday is a fucking creepy fucking movie. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Is like, I kind of... I mean, and the story of V and, and Russian folklore uh, um, is fucking great, you know? And, yeah. And I don't even... The funny thing is, I don't even think V... I think it's uh, Gogol created the character V. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he, in his story, he's trying to pa- in his notes, he's trying to pass it off as like this is folklore. It wasn't. He made it, but it still reeks of of Russian folklore. So it's believable. Like, oh yeah, this is a story that's gotten passed down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it didn't have that. I want it to be so creepy. And but you have to remember the whole history, or maybe sure. because you didn't know the history of, of Russian horror and how there was essentially none. And then this is like the first, because a lot of films touch on horror elements that actually aren't horror, especially in, in Russian film. That's right. Um, and so it's really interesting, especially when we visit other countries that don't have restrictions versus some that do. Yeah. Um, but I still, I kind of, I kind of loved it. And that's how they got away with making this film is they had said, you know, they were, you know, they were like, oh, we're, we're, we're doing a story about folklore. Yeah. We're, t- we're taking, we're doing we're fantasy. Doing, we're doing folklore and we're making it into a film. That's how they were able to get away with making the movie in the first place. But I just, um. There's some really strong moments in this movie that make it so hard, like to like I'm like man, this movie's so fuck like something will happen like literally in seconds. One I'll be like, that's the coolest fucking thing in the world. That is the dumbest fucking thing ever. You know, it's like all happening in like in 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 seconds, and I'm just like, god damn it! Like I just wanted to be awesome the whole time. I really just do not. This character, this lead character in the story, is the douchiest. He is such a frat boy. Of of he in, in yeah the, I don't think he's supposed to be likable though. But there's not but but here's the thing there's making okay uh, remember how we were talking about um, uh, Midsummer when we first were talking about Midsummer and I was talking about how much like you're watching that movie and you're like man this fucking her boyfriend you're like this guy's so not fucking likable like why is she with him but at the same time he's interesting because he's such a I found him an interesting character yeah because like there was like there's these little moments where you're like oh I see what she sees in him. Or 
man, this guy's a real dick. He, yeah. He's a real dick, but there's something about the way, like, there's, like, when he's telling his friend, he's like, hey, man, I'm basically going to do the same fucking project you're doing. Yeah. And you're like, what an asshole. But there's a way that, that Ariaster does it where I'm like, I do not like this character at all, but I'm interested in this character. And I think that you, yeah. you don't need to have, like, uh, nobody's going to watch Raging Bull and be like, oh, I fucking love Jake LaMotta. What a great guy. He's not. He's an asshole who beats his wife, who's super jealous and fucking beats the shit out of his brother out of jealousy. Who was, yeah, a real dickhead. But he's interesting. Well. Yeah. Like, you want, and, and this guy is just like, I'm like, I wish the worst things to happen to this guy. <laughs> I'm more interested in the flying coffins and the weird hands popping out of the wall than I am about this story about um, how you kept a face evil um, without fear or it'll consume you, you know, and that's that's more or less the story of, of you know, the underlying story and everything, but um, it just, something's missing. And, 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 yeah. I, and I just, it didn't work for me to the point where I got mad, where I was like, man, I'm fucking tired. I, there's moments in this movie, too, where they stop, they just drop the dub. That's so funny that it. you hate, yeah, I mean, you know, you're not hating it, but you're kind of hating on it. But, like, totally the amount it. of movies that we've done, they're so silly. I know, and, and that's the thing is that, like, I... I like them because I, I feel like this is their goal, like wh- whatever, you know, and they, they're they hitting their goal, whereas this one, I think they were trying, I don't think they were trying to be goofy, I think they were trying to be... No, I don't think, I think they were trying to just make a, a fantasy film yeah. that yeah. that ha- that touches on, you know, religious heart. Yes, and it just, for me, it's like, uh, you know, and, and also, I mean, some of that goofy stuff is... It's fucking great. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, I'm sure it scared the shit out of some old Russian ladies sure, for sure. Yeah. 1967. Like, imagine them seeing that. They'd yeah. be like, oh, no. No, no, no. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing. That just, I feel like, and maybe it was because they, you know, they were struggling to make films like this in Russia. At the well, time. yeah, especially, again, all the government restrictions. Right. I, I mean, I that part of freedoms that... Sure. I don't want to say we take for granted, but... But we do. Yeah, there's just some more leniency. I mean, again, things are different now. Even it seems to turn in a weirdly sure. restrictive way for us lately, but... It's just there's something about Russian literature that has such a, a, a really uh, distinct feel, and I feel like this yeah. movie doesn't capture that as well. And I, like I said, mm-hmm. it, it could just be because of the restrictions. It also just frustrating because, like I said... Uh, you know, you have you Baba and, and, and the Italian horror and you have even American horror where it's like, you know, and again, this ties into what you're saying about restrictions because both of those, like Italy and U.S., like they were fucking knocking out. I mean, in the 60s were, the, the late 50s and the early and the 60s were a great time for horror movies because you had movies like Black Sunday, yeah. Black Sabbath. You had, um, you know, Rosemary's Baby. We have, like, uh, America and, and all the countries that have done so far have, like, rich histories, and yeah. especially 60s, 70s, 80s, boom. Russia does not. Yeah. They do not. They have very... If you look up Russian horror, it will give you, like, ten films for the entirety of the history of right. film in, in Russia. You know, so... it. I think this is interesting, especially now that you, when you go through the Russian history and you see, start to see the boom in, in the 90s sure. after, you know, um, it's really interesting to see what they're doing now. But again, I think it's restri- I think it's a restriction thing. I mean, they just sure. weren't. And they didn't, and, you know, it's honestly, I feel like a lot of, you know, in, in Russia and the Soviet Union, they don't want to fucking talk about, you know, they don't want to kind of explore those old stories or those old you know, Russian um, folklore because, I don't know, they just, it's just not, it, it's, I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's because they don't want to get self-reflective, but, um, 
I, I really, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Russian literature, and I just, it really let me down. This movie wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be, and I think it just let me down really hard, because there's just so many great moments that are just, like, and I'm sorry, but the, the, the payoff, the, the reveal of V or whatever, I was like, that has got to be one of the dumbest Could, oh, things I've ever seen. Okay, I'll give you that. I was going to say, like, I think the perception, especially of Americans, to Russia is, you know, very stern and cold. And, and I think we see that. Ivan Drago. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Rocky Rocky Four. Right, exactly. Uh, I, but, you know, this, and so this is soft, and I can see how it's, it's, it's softer in that, like, it's silly sort of way. Right. Um, which maybe is just because we just don't expect that. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I, yeah, like, you know, Dostoevsky especially, like, very, and in Gogol as well, like, very um, existential horror, and I feel like that was what was missing in this movie. Yeah. Like, there, was, there wasn't enough of that, like, again, that, like, internalized existential, like, dread or horror. It was more of just, like, again, it, was, it leaned more towards fantasy where it's, like, you know, um, V is considered, like, one of those stories... Um, you know, it was like, man, God, how many years? Like, several, several, several years before Dracula, you know, yeah. and gothic horror. But it was, like, kind of like that that same vein and everything like that. Um, I do, that monster is it's just, so it's, fucking bad. It's so bad. Like, you couldn't have added a little goop to him, you know, uh, or something to make that a little or bit better? Or, here's the thing, is like, if your fucking monster looks that bad... Don't show There's it. a part where it was his finger. You guys have to see any points, but it's like you could tell the finger is stuck, and then it like prongs up. It's like boing. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. It really is. It looks like the type of thing you see in a kid's horror movie about like the monster under their bed or in their closet, yeah. but not in a good way. Like it's not made like, with like paper and shit. Yeah, it's not the gate. You know, like no. I, was thinking, I was trying to think of like what movie would we watch where I'm like something's been that bad. And I don't think there is. I mean, but it was so cool up until that point. Absolutely. Like, everything else looked awesome. Right. People exactly. climbing through the windows, or, the, like, they're climbing backwards, but going forwards is very jarring. Yes, uh, that was something that I wanted to point out, too, is that, again, another another um, sign that, like, there's this movie is has does have influence. Influence, yeah. Is, uh, there, you know, there's a great scene in, in the movie when, you know, uh, the, the rooster crows, so daylight, so the witch goes, you know, the little witch girl goes back into her coffin, and the way they shot it was they clearly shot it. They either, uh, I don't remember if they did it forward and they did it reverse. They, they, did, yeah. they did reverse filming, and um, Bram Stoker's Dracula did the same thing. When Lucy uh, gets back in her grave, they shot that backwards and then, yeah. it, and then did it forward. So it has this really weird, Creepy. something slightly off, Ooh, and yeah. that feeling and that in V, and I feel like Coppola is no fucking strange. I mean, he's... He's digested so much of like cinema, mm-hmm. and he openly did that with Bram, uh, with Bram Stoker's Dracula. He wanted to do all these practical effects that were reflective. Oh my god, the, it's still one of my favorite. It is my it's favorite. It's beautiful. The everything about and it. And that's what I wanted V to feel like. You remember like the um, the scenes when when um, you know, our boy Keanu is uh, <laughs> he's traveling in the carriage, and then like you know all that. That's what I wanted v for to, this. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to feel that type of like eeriness and dread and like. You know, and I love that, and I just... I get it. I mean, V also has years on... Like you said, it, it's clear that people still had pulled influence sure. from this. Um, I feel like V is just... I, it's 67. By this time, you know, a lot of horror had already <laughs> existed in the world, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm giving it more 
more just because of there's a charm there to was it. just yeah there's a charm and they didn't have much and like this is what they were able to accomplish and people still see the things like you just pointed yeah, out absolutely. the the camera work with the with the backwards thing and they were like oh this is perfect and yeah yeah the flying coffin is fucking so rad that like, it is um and it's so bizarre and there's this, I, I have to point this out before we wrap up but there's this uh really fucking bizarre like the main character, he's with, he's traveling with these fucking people who are basically taking him to the rich estate where, you know, he's going to be. Yeah. And they, they get really fucking drunk. And he starts having this weird, like, drunken hallucination of, like, one of the... Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, it's such a good part! It is. It's really... Like, here's the thing is that they're... That's what makes me so angry is that, like, there are so many moments in this movie that, like, that flirt with brilliance where you're like, oh, my God, like, this is so weird. This is so bizarre. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And then we go, you know... We kind of fall back into like the goofiness and the, and and just like ah, oh, I want it to be so. But it feel for me, it feels more like the like Japan and 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 the Asian countries that we've done that that kind of add in silliness with horror. Yeah. And so I get it. You're expecting one thing. You're expecting cold. But even but but even you know I'm glad you brought that up because even House, which is ridiculous, yeah, it's has, silly. There's still something about that end of that movie. I know if the so monster, cool. I feel like if the monster was like something more yeah. ridiculous, like grotesque, it would have changed the entire film. Sure, but there, even but what I was was like at the end of House, there's this great moment. Uh, for those of you guys who didn't listen to our episode of House, or you have, you should fucking watch it. <laughs> um, where like you know the 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 stepmom shows up at the house and everything, and the young girl. Uh, was it yeah. She's like, she's talking to her and like, there's this, she's like, you know, like, oh, where are your friends? She's like, they're sleeping, but they'll be awake soon. And you're just like, oh, that's so creepy. Like, it is really, it, it, it that movie still manages to, to stick it in with the, with the creepiness. Uh-huh. Uh, even, um, I mean, the only thing, the only movie that we watched in Asia, out of the, the three Asian films that is not really creepy is Mr. Vampire. <laughs> yeah. And even that had moments where I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of eerie, but, um, even those 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 Asian horror films that do kind of flirt with like comedy mm-hmm. um, here and there, like they still they don't they're still consistent with like nope we're still gonna try to we're still trying to tell something tell something really base and creepy here like, uh, very um, uh, folklorish you know like yeah uh, we want to and I, this one just killed me that fucking monster at the end I wanted to. I just wanted to jump into the screen and punch it in the fucking face. Um, made me that it's, mad. It's silly. I I really like everything except they could have they could have done a little bit better. Yeah, I mean I don't know how love I don't know how they pulled Richard Stanley pulled off Color Out of Space, but one of the, the great things about Lovecraft, one of the cheats that he always had was the monster is so fucking scary that describing it would drive you insane. So we're just gonna, you just have to believe that it's that fucked up, and it's like wow, man, that's yeah. a cheap tactic, but it works every time. It does. You know? Um, so I, I kind of wish they had done that here where it's like you just see him reacting and you're oh, like, oh, yeah, man, whatever that, it is that he's seeing yeah. is so fucked up that we, you know, it's, so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know. I know. I've, I want people to watch it too because I really liked yeah. it and you didn't, which is funny. Um, it's rare, but yeah. um, check it out. Definitely check it yeah, out. Yeah, it's on Shudder. Yeah. So, um, again, shout out to Soviet underscore movies on Instagram. Um, please check out the blog. It's really cool. It has a lot of great films on it. Um, and then also SovietMoviesOnline.com, where I was able to find all the Russian films um, that I've watched. And a lot of stuff's on there. Um, it's like just a library of, of Soviet films, which yeah. is it's super cool. Um, I drink a lot of coffee, watch Stalker. 
Yeah. Maybe spike your coffee with a little bit of vodka. Watch um, Russian films. Yeah, but really, cause yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be shitting on Russian cinema, because Russian cinema... No, I mean, again, some of the best um, yeah. notable filmmakers of our time that Absolutely. we're ever going to see, yeah, so... So, um, Stalker is, yeah, is a beautiful piece of work. Solaris. Sure. Yeah, watch it. Well, watch V. I think it's fun. And, Agree and, with me. And fight with... You know, Fe- message with me, me and tell me that Mickey's wrong, because oh, no, I love that. Don't even message... Don't even message just... Post it on the fucking Instagram video uh, underscore vampires. Yeah, be like, I love this movie. Yeah. Oh my god, Jessica, you're so right. Exactly. Or you can be, like, <laughs> be like me. You're going to be like, I will jump in the screen with you to fucking beat the shit out of that stupid monster. The, the weird goblins in Gate fucking blow that out of the water. Um, yeah, but the gate was made in the 80s. Fucking A it was. It's already, you know, 20 years past this movie. That's true. Um, check it out. Check it out. And check out the Instagram and... Tell your friends, like it, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Can you do you subscribe on Spotify? Or you can just listen to it. I don't know. I don't either. I it never, tells me when a new episode is up, but it's us, so I, I don't. Never ever actually explored it. that. So if you if you can, subscribe I think if you follow, it does give yes. you. Yeah, just follow us, yeah, please. Thank you. Us. Don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking follow us. All right. All right, guys. Bye. First upon you with the wings of a bat. Blood of a serpent with the heart of a worm. I shall curse you. That wing curse you. Serpent's blood curse you. Worm's heart curse you.